Welcome to the You Should Know This podcast by BCC Research. Our podcast features innovative companies and individuals who are working to shape, disrupt, and revolutionize not only their own industries, but also the way we'll live and work in the future. Each week, we talk to visionaries whose work is something you should definitely know about. Now, here's your host, Clara Mowit. Hello and welcome back. I'm your host, Clara Mawad, and as a content specialist for BCC Research, I'm excited to bring you along as we talk to the companies and individuals who are leading us into the future. The field of synthetic biology, wherein engineering principles are applied to biology, has seen the emergence of some pretty spectacular finds. But on the flip side of the same coin, there is a clear need for the writing of specific DNA sequences, allowing companies to create biology-based technologies. And while this process is highly customized and difficult to scale, one company is leading the charge in doing just that, Twist Bioscience. With me today to break this all down is founder and CEO, Emily Leproust. Twist Bioscience has a simple mission, writing the future. And they are doing that by not only writing and selling synthetic DNA at a large scale, but by providing these tools to agricultural, food, and pharmaceutical companies, just to name a few. Essentially, Twist Bioscience is the foundation from which other companies are now able to change the world. Let's dig in. Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So can you tell us a bit about yourself and what led you to found Twist Bioscience? Yeah, so uh, I was born in France and I did my uh, PhD in, in the US and so I'm an American. Um, and my PhD was in DNA synthesis. So the only thing I know is uh, writing DNA and selling DNA. And so uh, to start a company, I was told once that you either need to know everything about it or you need to know nothing about it. Uh, you can't be in between. So um, um, I, I, after my PhD, I, I did a lot of R&D for 13 years. I was really good at R&D, launched great product, but I, I didn't like it. I was looking for an opportunity to go into the commercial side. And uh, my two co-founders, Bill Banny and, and Bill Peck, uh, forever known as the Bills, they actually had the ideas for Twist. Um, and uh, so they are the engineers that uh, had the idea for the technology. And they were looking for a CEO that would do the fundraising, the corporate development, the commercial development, basically run the company. And so they came to me and uh, I am the victim. Um, and the rest is history. I love it. It's the perfect blend of of what you love and what you know. Um, and we're going to jump into exactly what Twist Bioscience does in a little bit. But before we do, for our listeners who may be unfamiliar with what writing and selling synthetic DNA is, could you give us a brief overview of just what that is as far as an industry is concerned and what it allows companies to do? Yeah, so DNA, as your listener may know, uh, is form of four letters, ACGT. And the, the, the sequence in which order those letters come together uh, creates biological function. And so there is a need, uh, there are many, many needs, many applications for pieces of DNA. And those pieces can be small. They can be 200 letters, so 200 bases or less. So that's called an oligo. Or the, the piece of DNA can be long. They can have 5,000 uh, bases, for instance. So that's more like a, a gene length. Or they can be really long. They can be a million bases. Uh, and that's more a chromosome type, type length. And so researchers, they need 
those pieces of DNA to do their work. And uh, either they do it themselves, uh, they assemble it together, it's called cloning. Um, and cloning is amazing. The first thing, the first time you do it, it's like, I can't believe I'm cloning. And then the second time you do it, you hate it because you're like, why am I still doing it? Cloning <laughs> is very, very tedious. Um, and and it's, it's, it's not the destination, it's just the journey. What, and what's important in biology is, is the destination. So, uh, the industry, uh, as, uh, an industry has formed where people make DNA for others uh, because it's just very, very tedious to, to make DNA yourself. And so the chemistry of putting, the, putting DNA together is known. It actually has been published in 1982 by Marv Carruthers. It's been optimized by thousands of years of grad students. And I, I put my four years in, into that. And so you can buy today a bottle of A, a bottle of C, a bottle of G, a bottle of T. And then companies have made their own machine to put those letters together and make DNA for others. And so that, that existed before Twist. And what Twist has brought is a, a, a revolution, I'll say, in how uh, that is done. We have miniaturized the chemistry. So instead of using um, uh, a 96 well plate, which is a piece of plastic where we can make 96 pieces of DNA at the same time, on the same surface area, we've taken a piece of silicon and uh, now instead of making 96 pieces of DNA, we can make a million pieces of DNA. So it's not 10 times more, it's not 100 times more, it's 10,000 times more DNA than it used to be. Wow. So that is really the innovation of Twist. Oh my goodness, super exciting stuff and the possibilities when that opens up so many doors and we're gonna jump into that. Um, and okay, so let's start with DNA data storage. What is Twist's role so far in the larger ecosystem of DNA data storage? So what do you supply? And then to what kind of clients and partners do you cater this to? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, DNA um, has the ability to store data for the very long term. And so uh, there's been this idea that, that, that DNA could replace hard drives <clears throat> for a while. Uh, however, uh, over the last decade, um, the only thing that has happened is the demonstration that it is possible. And, and Twist has been in most, if not all, of those demonstrations. Uh, and so that's, that's great. Uh, however, the next step is to make it a commercial reality. So we're in that phase where we know it's possible, but it's too expensive. And so there is some technological development that has to be completed. Um, to make storing data in DNA a, uh, the same price as storing data in a hard drive. And some of our customers have told us that um, as soon as storing data in DNA is the same price as a hard drive, they will switch because DNA brings a lot of uh, uh, new features that hard drives don't have. For instance, DNA is stable for hundreds of thousands of years. And so... Uh, we are right at, at that development uh, point in the ecosystem. Uh, but uh, I can share that um, some of the demonstrations we've done have been quite quite successful. For instance, uh, last year, Netflix 
um, stored one of their new series called Biohacker in DNA. So it's not every day that you sell DNA to, to, to Netflix, so it's a good day. We've done uh, many demonstrations with, with Microsoft and the University of Washington. We have uh, stored the uh, declaration of the uh, rights of children uh, with UNICEF in DNA. So we've done a lot of demonstration, but it's not quite viable yet as a commercial entity, but we are working on that. Oh my goodness. So we're at the we're at the brink, that precipice right before we tip over to a completely new way of data storage, which that will revolutionize everything. That is extremely exciting. And um but it's not the only thing you guys are doing. So I we're gonna pivot now slightly and we're gonna talk about Twist's wafers. And by wafers, I don't mean the cookie kind. So in relatively simple terms, what are they made of? What will they do and what advantages do they bring to the market? Yeah, so our wafers are made of silicon. Uh, and so we use the semiconductor industry technology that has been uh, developed and optimized over the last 40 years. So all the, all the investment that has been done by Intel and companies like this into semiconductor, uh, we were leveraging that and we're bringing biology on silicon. And so what? why, why does it matter? Why do you care? Why do you care? Because... Uh, you've heard that on silicon, um, the transistor dimension gets smaller all the time. So it's all about miniaturizing. And when you miniaturize, you can do more things at the same time, and so the cost goes down. And so we're doing the same thing. Uh, I mentioned earlier the chemistry of ACGT, of putting that chemistry together. And we're putting that chemistry on silicon, and what that means is that the volumes of reagents are extremely small. And so that miniaturization, that, that small volume of reagent means that, one, uh, we use a lot less reagents, so it's a lot cheaper than it used to be. And um, so people can do more biological experiments with their budget. And then second, because it's, it's smaller, it doesn't take a lot of space. And so we can have a much higher throughput of DNA writing because we can pack more DNA sequences next to each other because they each take less, they each take less space. So that's really the benefit of, of, of the, the, the wafer is, is that miniaturization that lowers the cost and increases the throughput. And that's why um, I think our customers really like what they get from us because they have a fixed budget and they will spend their budget anyway, but with Swiss, they can get um, more DNA uh, for that, their budget. And there's a... Maybe it's a it's 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 a I don't know if it's a well guarded secret, but the the dirty secrets of biology is that frankly biology doesn't work. It's it's so hard that you have to try many 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 things to find that one thing that that works. And that's why um, the development of new therapies is so expensive because you have to try many things. And so what Twist brings is uh, we we give our customers more shot on goals for their budget. And so that enables them to do better science uh, because they can they can try more things. Oh, and that makes perfect sense. And I actually want to dig into this a bit more. So you've mentioned it earlier. It's the silicone that kind of gives you more volume, more space. Let's look into why that is exactly. So could you break down the Twist's semiconductor-based synthetic DNA, the manufacturing process, right? Like specifically, why does having a silicone platform allow for more efficiency in the DNA synthesis? And I know that's because it 
it just provides more room. You can pack a lot more in there. But are you able to break down for us maybe what allows for that to happen? Yeah, no, happy to do that. So it's a little bit like the concept of a of a color printer that you may have at home or the office. So at home, you have a color printer with four color. You have the black ink, the yellow ink, the red ink, the blue ink. Um, and so we've built a a writer as well. And so we have a, we have an A ink and a C ink and a G ink and a T ink. And instead of printing on a piece of paper, uh, we print on a piece of silicon. And uh, and so our customers go on our website, they tell us the sequences of the DNA they, they want. And then in-house at the Twist, we combine all the orders uh, for you know yesterday, and we're going to print them all on the silicon chip uh, um, um, one base at a time. So if someone wants a 300 bases of DNA, we'll print 300 times at the same location. So we can almost print a building up with different colors of ACGT. And then at the end, when it's all finished, um, we're going to extract the DNA that the customers ordered and take it off the silicon chip and then ship it to them. And so the customer actually never sees the silicon. They don't want to see the silicon. You need massive machines that are super expensive, you know, and, and so that is all in-house. Uh, so the customer gets the benefit of that low-cost DNA synthesis, but they don't get the, the complication of or headaches of, of dealing with the, with the silicon. And so what that means is that not only we have the silicon piece, we have the printing piece, but we also have a lot of software around it because we have to keep track of everything. Uh, and we definitely never want to send the wrong piece of the DNA to the wrong customer. That would be very bad. And so tracking all of that, uh, it's impossible for a human to track a million oligos at a time um, and a million pieces of DNA at a time. And so software is also a huge part of what we do. It's it's so funny because it's both super complicated and very simple. Um, and I love how you broke that down. So thank you. That gives us a good idea of the whole process. Now, taking that process and then plugging it into today's time, how did or did COVID affect your operations and maybe impact your company's mission? Yeah, so COVID has been very bad for society, um, but uh, it, it has put a very positive light on Twist. Uh, in a way, we were built for COVID. Uh, our tagline is, you know, DNA, we're right from the future, but it's DNA for uh, health and sustainability. And we have many different product lines. We sell uh, clonal genes, we sell fragments, we sell oligopools, libraries, IgGs. You know, we, we sell a lot of products, but um, I will say that uh, um, a lot of our products are useful for COVID. So for instance, companies that develop vaccines, they need to get those um, protein sequences uh, to put in the vaccine. And so we can, they come to us, we make it. Uh, companies that are developing drugs against COVID, you've heard of monoclonal antibodies. Um, uh, for instance, uh, AstraZeneca, they have six uh, antibodies in the clinic. Uh, those were discovered by the University of Vanderbilt, and they bought the DNA from Twist. Oslo, um, uh, in, in the testing, uh, there is, you've heard of the PCR testing that tells you yes or no, do I have COVID? But uh, uh, an important part of developing those tests and making sure they work is you need a positive control. You need to know, I need a tube where I know there is COVID in it to make sure that my test works. And, and that's actually hard to get because 
because the, 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 the normal way to do it is just to grow the, the virus and then extract it is super dangerous. Uh, but at Twist, we just printed the, the virus from scratch. And, but we made it, uh, we cut it in pieces so it's safe. So you have COVID in a tube, but it's safe. You can brush your teeth with it. Don't do it, but you could. Um, and so that is very useful uh, for for people that are developing tests and that are even people that every day are running tests once in a while, they use one of our controls on every plate to make sure that the, the test um, is working. And then we also have our own drug discovery process. So we have a, we have a team that that's their job. Um, for pharma companies, they discover antibodies, they discover drugs. And so we, we developed our own antibodies that are very, very potent. They, in Amsterdam model, uh, the response to one, mil one milligram per kilogram of, of, of um, uh, weight is, is um, functional uh, in, in stopping the virus. And so uh, the bottom line is that uh, uh, we are here to help. We, we have uh, some of our regular products where already perfect in the fight against against covid and then as a, and then we've launched a few products as well to to help so um we are doing our part and and you know it's it's really bad uh, however it sort of shows the the power of science you know in in just one year we were able to get the vaccine and uh, and it's it's uh, remarkable that the in in vaccinating the population the hard part seems to be the last mile of putting it into people's harm you would have thought that the hardest part should have been to discover the virus the vaccine in the first place but but it's not and so we um we we hope uh covid will be uh, over soon we are doing our part to 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 eliminate it but um uh definitely we 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 are here to serve uh, the scientific community and and uh, help the community in, in, in that great fight. Responses like that are just, I love them so much because it's like you said, COVID has been, has really ravaged so many countries and society and really brought with it so much upheaval. But then to see this kind of progress in the fight against it and what people are able to do and what how Twist has been able to step up and that that progress has been, it's so great to see that side of it with, because we have all of the, the downsides of things. So that's been fantastic. And, and kind of continuing on that, you mentioned that you also have a few products that are very COVID specific that really came out. Um, so could you expand on Twist's comprehensive viral research panel? Um, because I know that this is helpful in detecting and surveying novel viral pathogens um, and really the mutated versions of coronavirus. Could you maybe uh, expand on what that looks like for us? Yeah, no, happy to do that. So now we know COVID is out there. So there is a PCR test that says yes or no. Uh, and, and that's important. However, uh, what COVID has shown is that um, once again, the biggest bioterrorist is nature. That uh, that nature is constantly um, finding ways to kill us. Frankly, uh, you you know there's Ebola and Zika and, and and so now COVID, and so there is a need to have a constant surveillance of what's happening so that you can uh, so that we can catch uh, pathogens early before it's too late before it has gone into the population and so we've made uh, what we call the comprehensive um, virus panel and what that means is that in a tube 
we have made all the viruses possible. And, uh, and uh, the way this works is when you have a sample, and the sample can be a human sample, can be a bat sample, can be a, a horse sample, any, any, any uh, living uh, thing, uh, our uh, DNA will bind to any virus in that sample, and then you can put it in a machine that, that reads out what's in there. And that is very important for surveillance. As an example, the US Army, um, uh, it is published in the Lancet, they used uh, one of our early panels like that. Uh, there, was a, there was an outbreak in Nigeria. And using this product, they were able to find out that, oh, that's a monkeypox uh, outbreak. And they were able to very quickly stop it. And so you'd never heard of it uh, because it was detected early on. And, and that's really the power of this is that um, it's agnostic. Uh, whatever the new virus will be, uh, it's able to detect it. And so uh, I think uh, COVID has shown that that um, our governments are behind on the surveillance of what's happening. Uh, that is just a, um, that's just what it is. And, and therefore, we have a way to do better in the future. And this, this comprehensive virus research panel is, is a tool for that. Um, let's do surveillance. Uh, let's uh, look at every corner of the world. And, and uh, it's not very expensive to do it. And that way, the idea is to detect new outbreaks early before, before they get out of control. And I think that is probably going to bring a lot of uh, peace and hope to some people to hear that, to know that it's we're not just playing on the defensive on this, but there's a way for us to really, like you said, survey and catch things much earlier. And even to hear that that has happened already. And again, that's why people don't even know about it, because it was caught so quickly. Um, I think that's great for people to keep in mind that this is a part of the process. So that's fantastic. And so you mentioned nature, which you're you're right, right? Nature is bringing with it all of this, these wonderful situations right now. But there is the other side where we're trying to do our part to um, not damage nature so much. And that's really where the sustainability piece comes in. And I know that Twist Bioscience is focused on sustainability. So um, how do your methods allow for companies to integrate sustainability into their process? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned it because it's very, very close to, to my, my heart. Uh, one of the uh, uh, products that, that we sell are, are genes that are used to produce chemicals by fermentation. So instead of, of using oil to make plastics, uh, you can use fermentation instead of sugar, and you can make the same materials. You will never know that that uh, it's it's not made from oil, uh, but uh, but it, it's sustainable. And I speak to a lot of people. Uh, frankly, it's a little bit disappointing, but people don't care too much about sustainability. Uh, so the good news is that making those chemicals by fermentation is also cheaper. So to be very, very transparent, the, the driving force is an economic driving force that, that is cheaper to make it. Um, but, uh, and then the side benefit is that it's sustainable for free, kind of. Uh, so that's, uh, that's, that is the, the good news, and that's what we bring. In addition to that, uh, the way we make our chemical, the way we make our DNA is, is uh, much more sustainable than the regular way. Because, as I mentioned earlier, we have miniaturized the chemistry. The, the, the amount of reagent we use is, is tiny. And so our competition, they use literally 
train cars of chemicals to make the, the DNA. Uh, and, uh, and that DNA is very important, right? It was solving diseases and, and, and big problems. So uh, it, was, it was okay to do it. But now we can do we can make the same DNA. Actually, we can make a lot more DNA with gallons of chemical instead of train cars. And so we are enabling researchers to do their science. Uh, but the DNA that we provide them is a lot less um, or requires a lot less reagents that are damaging for the environment than they used to. So it's it's the double benefit that they get more DNA. And that DNA uh, uses a, a many folds less uh, reagents. Yeah, it's something that I've uh, a, a common thread that I've noticed um, when speaking to people who are in a different industries when it comes to sustainability. The most practical approach is to make it more economical, to make it the most economical option. Um, so, on one hand, you're right; it would be great if everyone was just super on board with it, but the fact that this is the process that you're able to follow and make that just kind of the standard process is also fantastic because that just means it's what people will adopt moving forward because it makes the most sense for their business. So on that end too, that's uh, that's great to hear and to kind of see how that's going to develop and hopefully impact the way that other people are also conducting their business within this industry. Um, Emily, I feel like this conversation has flown by. Talking to you about you know really how this is all impacting the future has been so much so interesting and I've just really enjoyed it but before I let you go I do have a final question for you and I'm going to kind of break it down into two parts um, both following the same thread so based on all that you've experienced till now where do you see the writing of DNA of synthetic DNA and then DNA data storage in 10 to 15 years what will the norm look like yeah, no, it's a great question. And uh, I like to say that uh, people overestimate what they can do in the short term. You know, a lot of people, they have their projects and they're always late. And uh, but, but actually, people underestimate what they can do in the long term. And so um, so my view is that, of course, you know, in 10 to 15 years, the world would be very different and, and, and DNA will have a, a big uh, part uh, in that. Uh, as far as the data storage in particular that, that you're asking, uh, DNA, I think, will definitely be the norm uh, for the archiving of, the, of data. So we're not talking about data that, that you're going in and out all the time. Um, so your computer is not going to be in DNA but uh, all the uh, archiving needs of the world. And uh, I don't know if you know, but 60% of data in the world is archived. It's never read. It's just parked somewhere and it, it costs a lot of money because you have to cool the hard drives. Every five years, you have to go from one hard drive to the next. And so the, the total cost of ownership of, of a file goes up and up and up and up over time because you have to constantly uh, spend resources to keep that that file alive with dna the idea is uh, you put that file in dna and you're done um, it's uh, it's stable forever there's no extra cost you don't have to cool it uh, and it's super tiny you could put um, the entire data on the internet right if you think about it how much data is in it? like it, it's it's millions and millions of hard drives you could put all of that in a shoebox if it was dna uh, and so 
that that that's the future uh and uh, a lot of us you know are not thinking about archiving but actually uh if you're a high tech company uh google facebook apple all of those companies archiving is huge um it's a huge 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 problem and so we think uh we think dna is going to be the standard and um and actually um i don't want to uh under uh promise I think it's going to be the standard way before 10 to 15 years. That's definitely the goal. Well, and for sure, especially when you think about the emergence of AI and and machine learning and how much more data that is creating in and of itself, like this switch just makes so much sense. And I think it's so interesting because it's not something I think a lot of people think about, like you mentioned, like archiving, that's not, but it's going to become such a prevalent and relevant piece to everyone's life as technology continues to evolve. So definitely be interesting to kind of see how that all unfolds. Um, and we'll link, you know, the a bio a twist biosciences website on in our notes for sure so people if they're interested they can definitely go check that out is there anywhere else that you would recommend people connect with you on yeah so we we try to have a, a blog um that is mixed you know most companies they have a blog just for their customers um we try to have a blog of course for our customers because we we're in business so we need to to uh, spread the world but we're slow our blog we try to have a number of pieces that are uh, for the general public so that they can learn about dna and uh, and um, have, have pieces that are accessible. So I'll definitely uh, check out the, the Twist blog. And um, um, if anybody wants DNA, of course, we're open for business. They can go on our, on our website. And as a reminder, friends don't let friends clone. So <laughs> I love that. Perfect. And we'll link it all below. Once again, Emily, thank you so much for your time and your insight into all of this. It has been an absolute pleasure talking with you. No, thank you for having me. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you for listening to the You Should Know This podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing or sending us a quick five-star review. Episodes come out weekly, and we're excited to bring you along as we talk to the companies and individuals who are leading us into the future.